Hi there. Welcome to episode 82, Soul Speak. I'm happy to have you here with me as always, and I hope you're enjoying the information and tools that we've been building upon each week. We talked about areas related to our physical, our mental, and our emotional selves, and how we might begin to open up more awareness, but also catch ourselves and incorporate different tools that we've been building upon. You can take the full Catch Yourself course by starting at episode 78. Today, we're going to talk about the inner knowing that we have. You might have different language around this. You might not have even conceptualized this part before. Either of those are quite fine. Just know that you can tweak the language in whatever way resonates for you when I go through this information today. Before I move into it, though, I want to talk about the emotional part because it ties into so much we're going to be talking about today. When I talked about emotion and the ways we catch ourselves or can catch ourselves, I also covered how we might numb out, avoid, or escape our emotions. We might even distract ourselves from everyday life, you know, just even from when we wake up to when we go to sleep. We might really numb ourselves out or you know, move out of the body experience. So that somatic experience of emotion. And we talked about the importance of that, how all emotions are important, but also it's important to understand that if we're not allowing ourselves to move through emotion, to experience, to understand emotion, we're not going to know how they feel. If we don't experience something, if we don't feel an emotion, then we don't know how we feel within the emotion. But That also goes into what I'm going to talk about today, because when we're numbing out, when we're avoiding escaping, disconnecting from self, then it's not like we can just pick and choose where we do that. Say we have a choice emotion we go to, well, that's going to have a hard regulation valve there if we're shutting off the other emotions, because all the energy is kind of going over there and it's not having its team with it. You think about it that way, of the other emotions. So when we're all tuned in to just one, it's also not effective, but it makes us lose sight of not only maybe the emotions that you're well aware of, by the way, we have a lot of emotions. We only kind of have some primary ones that come to mind, but there's a whole lot of emotions that we are able to experience and feel in life. One of those has to do with the area I'm going to talk about today. And that's what I kind of call our soul speak. It's when we're in alignment with what our inner knowing already knows. You might have heard in spirituality language or in other pockets of your life, it's a term in yoga as well, living in our dharma. It's about our passion, our drive, our purpose uh, is a word that's often connected here. It's like we're directly in alignment with if you have spirituality in your life, You can think about it as though when we're living in our dharma or we're living in connection with our soul speak, we're having a direct communication portal or understanding of unity consciousness, but also soul consciousness, like our purpose, our passion. And we're allowing ourselves to hear that, to feel that, and to move it forward and cultivate it in our life. And that last part is what's often missing. Sometimes we don't even have the awareness. Sometimes we don't even know what that feels like. We can't even have an imagination around what that would be to be living in alignment with 
our passion, our purpose, what truly captivates you, pulls in all of your senses. You get excited when you're doing it. You find uh, in the energy body, it's about two inches below the belly button, but you find this energy center within you of creativity. It like sparks excitement. It sparks creativity, inspiration. You might have difficulty falling asleep because you're like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. I, you know, we might find ourselves, uh, I'm, I have a situation with this one. We might find ourselves where when we're in this flow, then our creativity is so abundant. We all have that abundance within us. But when we're in this alignment, when we're in this flow, when we're slowing down to connect with this, and I'm going to explain more as we go through this, it sparks more and more. So I like jot down ideas I have of creativity because if I can't get to it in that moment, which is a lot of times the case, and it becomes a waterfall sometimes where my list is really long. And will I ever get to all of those things? I don't know, but they're there and they're vibing and I want to captivate them when they're there. In this, I share some personal things about myself and sometimes they just come up when I'm talking about stuff like right now. So I'll share it. My mom, if you've been with me along any part of any of this since I've opened Serenity uh, or any of that, you know, this point is almost seven years ago, then you're well aware of this piece of me. But I lost my mom during the September 11th situation. And with it, uh, you know, lots of stuff there in life. But in terms of what I'm talking about here, my mom had, I don't know what you would call it. it it's like, a, it's, not a, it's not a briefcase. It's not a suitcase. It's just this case of some sort. It's about like, I don't know if you could tell on here. It's about like this big, maybe this thick. And she had different things in it. So different uh, sketches that she did. My mom was an artist. She didn't discover it till way later in life. She had some sketches in there and she had this notebook. And that's about what I'm going to talk about today. I can talk about a lot of other things that are in it as well, but stay focused. With it, inside it, there was this notebook. And in the notebook, my mom had in there about these ideas she had different things she wanted to create or inventions, some of which are now invented by other people. But it was this collection of things and some of them she created and some of them she never had a chance to. She passed away when she was 48. But it was the drive inside her and that's probably a part that is within me as well. I might have mentioned this honestly in this course and I don't know if I did. Uh, so if I did, Apologies, it's a repeat here. I record so many different things and do a lot of speaker presentations um, for corporations and events. So I can't always remember where I talk about what. So if I did this, it's a repeat. Uh, just fast forward me um, or you can listen again. And if not, it also has to do with what we're talking about today. I mentioned about my mom being an artist and her family lineage, her brother's any, anyone in her family, uh, my brother, me, my daughter, we all have a lot of artistic nature within us. So we're all artists and some of my family members, all of her brothers, my brother, amazing musicians. My daughter is an amazing musician, amazing singer. I dabble in it in other ways, but she, through her life, 
told herself a story that she was not an artist, that it like skipped her. Everyone else around her in her family created amazing, amazing art since they were young and all through up until a whole different pocket of my life story. But she told herself through life that she was not an artist until a few years before she passed. And she decided to give it a try. And man, the art she ended up creating was phenomenal. She's a phenomenal artist. And she only had a small chunk of her life here to experience it, but what a great gift to experience it. She finally, I never had the opportunity to ask her what it was, but she finally let herself give up that story and finally let herself move into what we're talking about here. Her dharma, her passion. When she was into art, it sparked all this other creativity. She created so much and it went out into other pieces and pockets of her life. All senses involved sparks more creativity. We feel an excitable energy within us. Maybe again, difficulty falling asleep because we just want to keep moving and keep doing what we're doing. That's when we're paying attention and allowing ourselves the opportunity to cultivate and to let it grow. I share a little story here about sunflowers and how much sunflowers can teach us. This image here is from a sunflower field that is a few minutes down from my house. You could see that one sunflower there really popping up towards the sun, but how most of them are still up and some of them are starting to gently fold over. I took this image, as you can tell, maybe from the sun, as the sun was beginning to set. When we're in alignment with ourselves, our passion, our drive, our creativity, we're like that sunflower. We're moving up towards the sun. We're feeling that vibration within us, feeling alive, feeling creative, feeling this beautiful energy that is shining off of us that we are also collecting from above. We also know to harness it in a way of balance, just like those sunflowers you see there that are gently folding over. The others started to follow shortly after I took this photo because the sun was setting. They knew it was time to gently fold over, relax, and get rest. Nature teaches us so much, not only through forest bathing and earthing, but just through being in nature and noticing, witnessing what is around you. Sometimes we'll even give up our passion. So we might even know what it is that would create that feeling, but we'll give it away and give up on it because of concern of what others might think. Well, yeah, I really love that. And oh my goodness, that would be amazing to do that in my life. But what are other people going to think about me? What will they say? Will they like it? You are you. Think of what it feels like to be the sunflower. Versus sometimes we move through life in this copy and paste way of living through maybe imprinting we've had through this cycle of life or society, things we've collected, generational imprinting, maybe even thousands of years in the making there. But how can we cut and paste when nothing is identical? Look at this field of sunflowers. 
none of them are in the same position, have the same structure of them, or even face the sun in the same exact way. And when we move away from this, we start to lack trust in our own decision-making. We start to lose sight of even things like what color we want to paint our walls or what music we want to listen to or what clothes we feel good in. It's this cookie cutter way that we move into instead based off all this other stuff and how quickly it moves us away from us. Even the internal feeling of our intuition, the gut feelings that we can have. Our gut feelings are not anxiety. Anxiety can also feel quite similar. But the more we sit with ourselves and practice, then we more the more we get to know and understand what that feels like. It might feel like a bit of butterflies in the stomach. Again, not the anxious butterflies that have anxious thought behind it that keep us feeling insecure or worried or scattered. It's not that. It's an anxious excitement. Uh, it's like anxiety, but excitability anxiety feels different. We can almost feel it vibrating out of our heart when we're in this alignment. Maybe even feel warmth vibrating through our body, this energy surge of passion. Curiosity gets really opened up when we're here. We want to just like learn more and learn more. So I have lots of books. <laughs> I don't read them for a while because I'm writing some books. I can't read books when I'm writing, but I'm a collector of books because I want to learn and learn. And I'm often taking new classes or courses just as a way to continue to collect information. And it's the same way in understanding the inner self, but our guide, the books, the collection of information is by being with yourself, by understanding what it feels like within you and when you feel like that sunflower. And that lets us feel our intuition, that guide inside ourselves that is all-knowing, that allows us to understand and know what that passion is, and that we can let go of fear and move into it and not have to feel like we have to wear a mask or a costume to be someone that we're not. It requires trust and surrender to have vulnerability and practice in that vulnerability because vulnerability is not always comfortable and it involves moving into emotions that might not be comfortable. Often individuals will go through life seeking this baseline of happiness. Happiness is a fleeting emotion that comes and goes like the rest of them. It's impermanent, but we'll have this expectation, this assumption, this desire that our life, that our baseline moving through it, we're seeking to land in happiness as the baseline. And that's going to potentially keep us quite lost because happiness is going to come and go. And it then makes some people even fear happiness because they're like, it's going to go away. I don't know if I really want to feel that. I'll sabotage it. So same thing with inner, same thing with emotions. Practice is going to help us understand what even feels like. If we're not feeling, then how do we know? How do we know what things feel like if we don't experience them and we deny it for ourselves? How do we gain more information if we keep numbing out, avoiding, distracting ourselves from 
understanding, learning and hearing, feeling, all of it. This Chinese proverb is such a great reminder. He who blames others has a long way to go. He who blames himself is halfway there. He who blames no one has arrived. This has to do with this trust and surrender. When we're in blame, we have this hold on expectation and attachment. It's like our hands are gripping tightly. And with these clenched hands and this tight grip of expectation and attachment, notice what you're holding on to. Our hands and our hearts must be open to receive, to heal. This other thought people have is about how healing is supposed to be this smooth transition, and that's not it at all. So that expectation around that or an attachment to that concept will move us away from the healing because healing is rocky. It's up, it's down. It has sorrow and suffering within it. And when we get this expectation and attachment, not only there with the healing, but in other areas of life, we move into blame, resentment, and anger with that expectation or with attachment. We have a lot of shame and guilt leading into depression, anxiety, and isolation. We'll attach to even thoughts that we have and just create an idea that they are truth and expect others to have the same way of thinking, believing, or being that we do. Moving us, again, back into that cookie cutter, the copy-paste, or the, I should maybe give up on my passions, the things I like, because what will others think of me? I understand that these concepts aren't always easy to go through and to feel. In order to have them in your life, we have to feel them. So you want to catch when you're feeling them. So maybe when you're feeling like that sunflower, but also when you're feeling maybe judgment come in or expectation come in or assumption come in that moves you away from the sunflower or that inner feeling, the intuition, the gut knowing that is within you, start to collect evidence of the afters. Notice experiences that you had in the past where you didn't pay attention to your intuition and maybe things happen in the way that you felt that they would, or you can pay attention to awareness around synchronicities in life. That's that like universe tapping us on the shoulder to let us know we're in the moment in alignment with that flow. The more information you're collecting within yourself, the more information you'll have that you can then have in your everyday life. But just hearing the information will not get you there. I wish it could, right? I wish I could just wave a wand for all of my clients and the individuals who I've worked with and make it happen. But that can't happen. And Honestly, I don't wish I could do that uh, because you would leave, lose so much value in the process. The inner experience of unfolding is a beautiful thing. Allow yourself to build trust around you, to build trust within self and 
if you think of how, I think it was the second week, we were talking about people, places, things. What are you digesting around you through thought, through your physical body, through your emotions and the things you digest through environment, food, the people that you surround yourself with? Are they in alignment with you being the sunflower? Do you feel like you can move through life in those categories without wearing a mask or a costume? Because the more we can step into that place, that place where we're our authentic self, that's where trust lies. Thank you so much for joining me in this program. I hope that you find the information helpful in all the ways that you can catch yourself moving out of alignment in what you are looking for in self and slowing down to catch yourself so that you can continue to what are those seeds that you really want to be cultivating within you. You can also head over to serenitywellnesstools.com for more free wellness courses to continue to add more tools to your wellness toolbox. Thank you so much for joining me and I look forward to seeing you again soon.